Lakers fast break. Truly appreciate it. Stone Hanson, Laker Tom, and Joe Sore here. Laker Nick, mm-hmm. I asked Joe and Tom their thoughts on the best and worst signings, and I'm going to hit uh, Stone Hanson with that here in, in a second. But the first hour is done for NBA free agency. Your thoughts on the best? Oh, Joe's is cheering for something. Go ahead, Joe, and I'll get back to you, Nick. I'll get back to you, Nick, in just a sec. Go ahead, Joe. Is it breaking breaking news, Joe? No. No? Okay. Okay. <laughs> then why did you do that? You, I don't know. you had me all going. All right, fine. So I get back to you. So what is your best value signing you've seen so far? Yeah, Gerald, and actually since I've had a chance to think about it uh, over the last hour or so, um, you know, and I am biased. I, I'm, I'm liking this print signing more and more, you know, one year, four and a half million. Um, you know, the guy could shoot. Um, I know Stone said that his defense is questionable. But at the end of the day, if you have a shooter uh, that's six, seven, that could play the wing uh, at four and a half million for just a year, I think that's a good value signing. Um, as far as uh, the worst signing, you know, that that Jeremy Grant deal is uh, excessive, uh, but there have been others, right? Like Bruce Brown, uh, Kyle Kuzma, Draymond Green, even the Bradley Beal contract still remains awful because of the, you know, no trade uh, clause that he has in there. So, um, yeah, a lot of players that have gotten a lot of money today, and uh, yeah, I'm curious to see what money is actually out there still for uh, some bigger signings looking forward to hearing more thoughts as we go on with the lakers fast break free agency special want to go ahead and thank everybody for watching the listening if you've not yet subscribed please go ahead and do so today to get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air right here at the lakers fast break stone i turn it over to you my friend stone hansen of the upside swings nba draft podcast please go ahead and follow him today upsideswings.com okay my friend You've seen the first hour. You've gone back and forth. You've provided some excellent insight so far. You've seen the damage and the dollars thrown. Again, it's like Monopoly money. You take some. You take 10 million. You take 10 million. You take 10 million. That's Oprah. Well, that's 10 million <laughs> going everywhere else. But that, that has nothing to do with Monopoly. It, it's Monopoly. Shut up, Joe. Sometimes. Sometimes just got to right there. But Stone. I ask you your thoughts on the best value signing so far. Um, I really liked the Harrison Barnes signing uh, for the Kings. I mean, it's about 18 really? million for three years. I thought that was pretty decent when you look at what other guys are going for now. Um, I mean, I guess so. I just have lasting it. You know, his his play, his meaning to the team in the regular season is strong, but in the playoffs, he kind of folded. Yeah, a bit, but I mean, you look at, again, wings are what's super valuable in the league, right? Everyone needs a wing uh, who can play two ways, and and Barnes can do that, Um, you know, maybe not to an elite extent, but I think that getting a guy you can rely upon for that and to hit open threes and can finish still decently well. Um, And then you look at, in comparison, you know, what other guys are getting. Like, are we sure that Harrison Barnes is not, at the same level as Jeremy Grant and Jeremy Grant just got paid $32 million for five years. Like, I think that's, I don't think they're that far off as players. Uh, so to get um, him for 18 million for three years, like, I don't think that's, that's terrible value. Um, and then, 
Yeah, my, my worst would definitely be Jeremy Grant because uh, I Yay! actually think Bruce Brown's probably a, a better player than Jeremy Grant, um, at least in terms of you know trying to win. Um, and I think that getting him for you know three less years uh, than what Jeremy Grant makes Jeremy Grant's way worse to me. And he's getting paid more each of those years. He's getting paid like ten million dollars more uh, than Bruce Brown would be getting. So I, I think. Uh, Grant is like easily worse than Bruce Brown's and I don't think Brown's is good but I think Grant is just like extremely horrendous so um, definitely by far my worst signing so far I do want to say though I think the evaluation of centers because it's a kind of like a small center market and the fact that Jacopolo and Vucevic both got 20 million per year uh, I think that's driven up the price range. I thought unnecessarily, but it looks like they're going to both get paid very well, which will mean Brooke Lopez is going to probably get paid more. I think because he, to me, I think he's more valuable right now as an asset than either Jakubota or Nikola Vucevic. But again, we'll see what happens. It is the Lakers fast break. Raphael's asking, is Dennis returning to the Lakers? We've heard nothing yet. So, guys, your thoughts out there? Do you think Dennis could be returning to the Los Angeles Lakers since that first signing? After the MLE. Knew you were going to say that. Bruce Brown's contract has a a team option, too, in year two, which makes it a little bit better. Those just His head's just spitting with all this (laughs) money going around. It's not even that. It's just Indiana's a mess. A one-year deal like that, basically. It's a one-year deal. You know what that gives him? A $22.5 million expiring contract next summer or at the trade deadline. What a weird contract. Uh, Do you think he would have asked for or gotten some type of guarantee for a longer-term contract? They're just wasting every year. They waste it. Every year, they're just wasting and wasting and wasting. There's no well, I can hurt his career because he get overpaid. He's overpaid basically now. You tripled the you you tripled a contract for this guy more than tripled it for what? Quadrupled. Yeah, you quadrupled First it for what? Twenty two five. For what? So that he can, for so that in the first month he plays like crap, and you're like, oh my god, this was a bad signing. How many times are you going to make those signings before you you learn your lesson? Is I think it, play really well. <laughs> is it what Bruce Brown got? Kind of, sort of, uh, not. I'm not saying identical, but uh, in the first couple of years when KCP first arrived at the Lakers, uh, KCP was also massively overpaid, if I remember right. He was overpaid based off the contract he said no to, and then after that, it was one-year contracts. What was it? Eighteen million dollars. Oh. Breaking news for the Lakers. It was tweeted and then deleted, but Sham said that Gabe Vincent has agreed on a three-year, $33 million deal with the Lakers. Oh, it's back up now. Three years, $33 million. That would be great. That's great news. It is. Of course, you know, what he did, he did like, he was like three for 14 and from three in the last series. A real D-low performance. Dave Vincent goes three years, $33 million for the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, again, it looks like that. What does that say for D'Angelo? Forget that's the about MLE. The, that's that's, that's going to be the MLE. Yeah, it is so, the MLE. 
But does that mean D'Lo is gone, gone, or no? I think I think he's. They can still bring him back because uh, okay. they have his bird rights. You just got your backup point guard. Yeah, okay. that's that's so just JHS. Basically, that's all the moves outside of vet, veteran minimum moves and keeping the re, the guys that we have. Yeah, the, the, the lit, yeah. The, there's no more Christian Wood. There's no more Brook. Any chance of Brook Lopez? It's it's game over, nope. guys. So Gabe Vincent has signed once again. If you're listening, it is the Lakers fast break. Gabe Vincent, this is our highest ever. We're over a hundred finally, Joe. Gabe Vincent, three years, thirty-three million dollars with the Los Angeles Lakers. Great move. Great now, move. Well, again, though, that leaves though the problem. What are we going to do is about finding a center, a backup center, a starting center. You're now going to be able to move AD over. We Kevin Love, about all that. you'll bring Kevin Love in, and they'll they'll convert Castleton to a regular contract. Look at you with already the plans in the. In the... <laughs> uh, there's still guys out there though, like Jock Landell. I think is really interesting on a veteran minimum deal as a backup center. So Could, Jackson Hayes, you've talked about Jackson Hayes as well. Yeah, we'll see what it's happens. Six million dollars projected income. I think um, so. Yeah, Brolo is not coming now because that's any money that would have gone to Brolo just went to Gabe Vincent. So Brolo's there would need to be a miracle trade, sign and trade using D'Lo to some extent. Other than that, it's over. Yeah, that's uh, that's the end of free agency for us outside of retaining. Yes, okay, guys, thank you for coming by. (laughs) Yeah, the rest of it is just retaining our guys, unless there's. Some sort of, like Joe said, miracle sign and trade with Tito. But... Gerald, Gerald could pull a Justin Termini for the rest of the four hours, man. That guy's nuts. Why would I want to pull a Justin Termini for four hours? I want because to it's, it's better than... to show how versatile and verbal it's, you are. It's it's better than. Uh... I already know how versatile and verbal I am. Thank you very much. <laughs> he's, I can't be... even keep up with you anymore, Gerald. But he's no be- it's it's better than being Colin. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. We truly appreciate everybody out there watching and listening. It is Gerald Glassford along with Joe Soro, Laker Tom, Laker Nick, and Stone Hansen. Please support what they're doing today. Stone Hansen, Upside Swings NBA Draft Podcast, Laker Tom, Lakerholics.com, Laker Nick on our playback.tv slash Lakers fast break, and Joe Soro from Lakersball.com. Again, our highest amount of people ever watching us here at the Lakers fast break. We truly appreciate it. Joe, we finally broke the hundred barrier. How does it feel? Welcome for welcome to everyone who's watching. You guys are going to be getting used to this show. If this is the first time you've been watching this, you're going to want to continue to watch it because the bigger the audience, the bigger the show, the bigger the noise. Oh, absolutely. And, and Gerald, I just want to say shout out to the Lakers Fast Break for breaking the 700 subscriber mark. A big accomplishment. Thank you. Absolutely. And it's all because of you out there and the support that you and everybody else has had. Joe is crying and tearing up as we speak. But again, the Lakers have signed so far Torian Prince with a 4.5 biannual exception and now a three-year, $33 million contract to Gabe Vincent. Uh, Laker Nick, your thoughts on these signings? Again, it provides some stability. We've seen Gabe Vincent play very well in the playoffs, so he's used to playing in that format, uh, you know, up into a finals. He's played in the finals for two different finals teams for the Miami Heat. So your thoughts on the signings of Gabe Vincent and Torian Prince, Laker Nick? 
Yeah, Gerald, I'll exaggerate for a second. Um, I guess this means that the Lakers fast break is going to be uh, parading down Figueroa in June 2024, right? I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Absolutely. If the Lakers win, we're going to have to plan a meeting right there during the parade. Absolutely. Uh, Search and Destroy is not happy with the signing because the focus should have been on centers. And I agree to you in some sense on that, Search. But your thoughts on that, Nick, because that's a good point by Search and Destroy, who monitors and does such a great job with our chat room, the best Lakers chat room that's out there at Lakers Fast Break. Your thoughts on this, my friend? That's a good point by Search and Destroy. It is, Gerald, but you know what? When it comes down to playoff time, we've seen it repeatedly that centers get played off the floor. And I think uh, what Palinka, uh, you know, thought about in this offseason was, you know, getting effective shooters. And I think he's done that so far. And, you know, now we have, you know, Gabe Vincent and Prince, uh, who are shooters uh, and snipers. And now, actually, my question is more along the lines of what's going to happen with D'Angelo Russell. I know you mentioned that a few moments ago. Um, I'm not sure what that means with, um, you know, the the years that we could offer that him or the amount of money that we could offer him. Well, again, I'm very interested to see what happens as well. Stone from the Upside Swings NBA Draft Podcast. If you've not checked out his awesome show, please do so because it gives you the scoop on what's going on with the NBA Draft. Your thoughts, my friend, what do the Lakers do now to fill out some of those holes that we've been talking about? Um, yeah, I think uh, it, it, it's it, you're going to be going, I think, a lot with what you did last year with backup center. There's just not a lot out there. Um, Kevin Love. Kevin Love will become – Kevin Love is a very good prospect for this team. Joe, you're giving Joe a headache, Laker <laughs> Tom. <laughs> I hope Kevin Love no. is not on this Kevin Love on a minimum – no Kevin Love a minimum contract. We cannot afford this. We cannot afford. Cannot go into the league. You can't go I'm into the league. I'm talking about money. I'm talking about youth and and availability. Next you don't year's... have a single player on the team. You only have two guys over thirty. You don't you only need got one guy over thirty. This is a young man's game. Okay, you already have enough veteran leaders in AD and LeBron. You don't need any more. You need youth. You need depth. And you need to have enough gas to finish this off next year. And for those of you who are wondering why we're going guard or perimeter happy right now is it's quite obvious that the Lakers know they can't get a big at, a, at the price that they need. It's just not going to happen. Brooke Lopez is not going to get the MLE. He's going to get more money. Christian Wood, I guess maybe he's so bad that people don't want to deal with him. He looks like Hassan Whiteside of, of 2023, apparently. So we don't want to – this is strictly a – we're running it back and we're going to add youth and depth. Please, no Kevin Love. Please, <laughs> no one over 35. We're done. We're done with this. I will and say, the though, Lakers. the best – well, I was going to say, hold on. Let me. The best comment of the day was posted by Johnny2k6. He said he would rather have Mike Love of the Beach Boys. I just wanted to go ahead and pass that on. <laughs> that was funny. Go ahead, Stone. Go ahead, Stone. I was just going to say the Lakers can still hold all their guys with D'Lo, Reeves, and Rui. This signing doesn't change anything in terms of who they can keep on this roster. Uh, We can't sign anybody outside of those guys with any sort of significant money. But um, maybe Lonnie. Well, we don't, it would be a vet minimum, right? There'd be. 
Is he about bird rights? We got, we got non-bird rights with him. 20% raised, he could get $7.8 I don't want to spend that on him. <laughs> no, you don't have to spend that on him. You could spend any number you want on him because you have rights to do that as long as you don't go over the 172.3. I got a question for you, Stone. I asked this when we were doing... I could go. The same with Dennis. Dennis could get the same non-bird, which is $3.8 He might take that. I think hey, hey you know what's now. funny? I'm sorry to interrupt, guys. I wouldn't if I was Dennis, but <laughs> you know what's funny about you guys asking if I'm going to announce the, the, your divorces? This look, I, I, I'm this is kind of a somber discussion. I'm going to try. We're to close to 200, Joe. I'm going to try to pepper up a little bit, right? So, up until last September, I had never had a close friend. I'm 45 years old, so I have a pretty good window here. 45 years old, I never had a friend have a divorce. Everybody that I've known that's gotten married has been happily married until September of 2022. And then I had like four <laughs> from then until like April. So maybe you guys are onto something here. I am going to have to start looking into this. So once again, it is the Lakers fast break. The Lakers have signed. Well, I'm trying on, to keep this on. number. I'm trying hold to on, keep the big on. number, man. Hold on, hold on. I got to ask a question, and this is going to probably get us up to 200 because this Hopefully. is a very good question for Stone. Stone, what, what, uh, what analysis had, had have you made in the past, in in your life in this game where you were so wrong? You looked in the mirror and said, "Wow, I really got that one wrong." Uh. Most of it's through draft. Uh, right. Which which draft pick was like, wow, I, I did not know I sucked that bad. I'm just real kidding. easy, real easy to have some big ones there. Yeah. Uh I mean I've had plenty. But, the, but there's one, right? One. There's one that's worse than the other, right? Than Kevin Knox was a big one for me. I that's that's not one. that's not a real one. Come on. I'm I'm, I'm talking a real one. Uh, Again, I'm hoping there isn't because then for those of you who are listening, now that we have almost 200 people here, Stone knows what the hell he's talking about, and Tom knows what he's talking about half the time. <laughs> and I'm in the middle. I don't, I don't know what I'm talking about. I just watch a lot of basketball. But um, jo- Jovan Buha has said that the Lakers are still interested in re-signing D'Angelo Russell. He's their third priority behind retaining Austin and Rhee. Um, the Lakers signing Gabe Vincent signals that Dennis Schroeder will not be back in LA. Yeah, that's what really which opens up which opens up twenty million dollars that could be used to bring back Russell, or I'm sorry, bring back could bring back Schroeder because they could give him three point eight million. They could give Walker seven point eight million. That's twelve million that you could you could do without, and you got one and a half million left on the MLE. My so, gosh, 210, 210. My gosh, everybody's so amazing here at the Lakers Fest. Yeah, I was I was just about to say the same thing that 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 you reported there that all of a sudden I think that Delo was gone with that signing. You think he's gone? I think he's gone. I think that well think about it. Don Dennis Schroeder's gone. That's you, sure. I think if, they're, if they're still there. interested in Schroeder and you know that Ham loves Schroeder. He's going to be the backup point guard. Well, they just re- they just reported that Schroeder's that they they're hearing or Jovan Buha said the signals Dennis Schroeder will not be returning to Los Angeles. Oh, Dennis Schroeder will not be. Re- I thought yeah. you said no, no. I thought D- you said D- D- they they have interest in still trying to re-sign D'Lo. 
Once again, it is Gabe hmm. Vincent to the Lakers. Would you rather have D'Lo or Walker? Well, let me just update everybody out there because we are over 223 strong out there. 231 now. 231. Hopefully we can get to 300. Let's go for 300. We're going viral, guys. We're going viral right now. It is the best (laughs) Lakers podcast that's out there. It is the Lakers Fast Break. Truly appreciate everyone listening and watching to us right here. If you can, please subscribe to get the latest notifications on when we go live in the air. But let me give you a quick rundown of what the Lakers have done so far to get everybody up to date. It's Friday. I know everybody's heading home from work. Wanted to go ahead and let you know that early in the free agency period signing, Torian Prince has signed for the biannual exception of $4.5 million, bringing him over from the the Minnesota Timberwolves where he was waived. So the Lakers were able to sign him on a reduced contract there. Good signing, I think, good value. And then, of course, we just found out Gabe Vincent is three years old. $33 million. I don't know if there's any contingencies, whether or not it's a team or a player option in the final year. We'll probably go ahead and see. Yuta signs at Phoenix, by the way. Yuta Fuananabe signed in Phoenix. I think that's a great signing for Phoenix. Phoenix has been very active, I must admit. I thought Yuta signing, I was hoping he would go with the Lakers on that because of his outside shooting ability. Laker Nick, when we're, we're now over 200 strong in the chat room right now, in everybody's watching. Truly appreciate it. Your thoughts, though, on what the Lakers have done so far and what you more you, do you think they can do, Nick? Uh, you know what, Gerald? It seems that Palenka has been uh, doing his homework over the last uh, several weeks, possibly several months. Um, obviously, the changes that he did at the trade deadline back in February um, informed, you know, what this team needed as far as being successful. We saw them, you know, make the deep run in the playoffs. Unfortunately, we got swept by Denver, so um, that exposed uh, some weaknesses are on our, on our end. But, you know, it's encouraging to see the move so far. Um, I don't think we've overpaid anybody. And, you know, we maintain flexibility, so that's a big plus on in my book. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm Yay! very... a subscriber! Hey, thank you to all the new subscribers. Dong, appreciate it so much that you're here, uh, that as well. And everybody that's just subscribed so you get the latest notifications of when we go live on the air. It is truly Yay! and immensely and gratefully a subscriber. Or just subscribed as well. Great. It's going hot and heavy here. It's the Lakers fast break. It is Gerald Glassford along with Laker Tom from Lakerholics.com. He's the number Yay! one Lakers blogger that's out there. Subscriber. Big Mike, great. Thank you so much for surprise, uh, for subscribing. Joe Soro is here. He's at LakersBall.com. Stone Hanson from the Upside Swings podcast. And Laker Nick from our obviously great, great channel that we have on Playback.tv as well. Truly appreciate everyone being here. Again, the Lakers have signed Gabe Vincent, three for 33. And then also as well, one for 4.5 million for Torian Prince. The Lakers, though... Joe, you know, I still want to ask you, my friend, what is going on with the Lakers when it comes to what they need to do as far as shoring up the height? Because, again, that was something where the Lakers needed some big bodies in there. And we saw backup center. Rui had to play extensive minutes at backup center. We also had to see LeBron James playing the five a lot. They haven't addressed that need yet. Are you concerned at all, Joe? Yes, I am, but they're going to go – the cheap route on, on the bigs and hopefully a get a couple of foul takers, I guess, at, at center, which I'm not really comfortable with. But at what point do you not understand the, the current setup? Yay! Which 
they probably tried it. Just they don't have enough. They don't have enough money to, to offer some of the bigs that that could be available. That would be a that would be valuable for this team. So they're gonna, you know, piece it together Yay, there at the center subscriber. position and hope that uh, that they can hold the fort down for AD long enough so that when the playoffs starts, AD's fresh and can maybe play a little bit better in the playoffs, even if they do make a deep Yay, run and not have them burn out. Here's the five subscribers in the last minute or so. I'm so grateful to everyone out there subscribing to us here at the Lakers fast break. Go ahead, Stone. I was just going to say the other way to look at it. um, I know people might not be happy that we didn't get a big, but because their market was so limited anyways, it was basically Christian Wood and Brooke Lopez was never going to sign here because he can get more money somewhere else. Now, if you bring back D'Lo and Reeves, you now have an expendable guard between Hood Shufino, uh, D'Lo, and and Gabe Vincent. One of those three, or maybe two of those three, you can package out to move for a big when it gets to uh, the trade deadline in February. So the because you're bringing everyone back doesn't mean they all have to stay back. Um, you can end up moving one of them to address your need at center uh, because there wasn't that, that need wasn't able to be addressed during this free agency. What about Mo Bamba? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no, I mean seriously, there's a possibility that on a minimum. How about that? <laughs> on a minimum, sure. <laughs> I'm absolutely against you it. You can't, Stone. You can't teach seven feet and a guy who can sort of shoot. I take him for the minimum. Not interested. Well, Jake Milton has things, gone. To one Minnesota. of the things that they did when they they made these deals is they they basically declined the team option for Beasley and did not guarantee the salary for Bamba. But he's still, both of them were possibly going to be brought back. And there's a question of whether or not they still had, for example, one of the quirks is that they still do have bird rights on Beasley. Um, And I don't know, apparently declining his player option his team option does not eliminate the bird rights, which means that instead of bringing D'Lo back, they could use some of that $20 million to bring Beasley back. More shooting. More shooting. I think, I think I'd rather bring D'Lo just because he's more tradable probably at the deadline. I could think be. Could more be. market value be. to be had. But, you know, I tell you, as a anybody who's ever coached a team doesn't like to have mid-season changes like that and don't like to have a guy on the team who's going to be that one guy who's not part of the group going forward and knows it. Um, what the, one thing I want to ask, though, Tom, let me interject. I want to get Laker mm-hmm. Nick back involved in, and I appreciate, again, uh, everybody being here. Again, thanks so much for all the subscribers. If you like what we do, please go ahead and subscribe today to get the latest notifications when we go live in the air with the latest Lakers fast break. Nick, I want to ask you real quick. There was a great question by Tears of Joy. He was asked, what does this do for Max Christie? Is he going to get some serious run this year? You only have... With Rob Palenka on one of his another amazing two-year contracts, you know, still the foresight on that is still amazes me how he couldn't do that for longer. But the fact is, you have to find out exactly what you have in Max Christie. There is no more wait and see. 
uh, you're right, Gerald. And, you know, Max Christie, you know, he's uh, he's still a young player. Um, you know, he's only 20 years old. But that said, uh, you know, he has a year in the NBA under his belt already. Um, I expect his minutes to uh, get up. Um, I'm still a little confused as to what his exact position should be, um, if he's more of a shooting guard or a small forward. Um, that said, he does have, you know, more than adequate size. And, you know, I do want to see more of him. I want to see what he brings defensively. Hopefully he could develop a consistent shot from outside. And so, uh, yeah, hopefully Max Christie gets some run uh, this coming year. I'm hopeful as well with that fact, you know, because the fact you don't have him for any longer, Joe. If you again, we've discussed this several times on the show, how frustrating it is for me, especially when you buy in to the second round to get Max Christie. You don't play him at all virtually in the first year of, and that's understandable, rookie, second rounder. I get that. I, that's understandable. But there's no more wasting your time. You only signed him for a two-year contract. You have to see what you got in Max Christie. It's not dire straits. The Lakers are in win mode now. They made a draft pick this year that's likely going to be uh, – it's likely going to be a, a future pick and Max Christie could be a future pick in that if he doesn't get to the next level, that would be, let's say a regular rotation player this year, then that two year contract becomes a better contract to negotiate after it's finished. It's, it's always, it always looks like this when, when it's hindsight, you know, when hindsight's 2020, but at the time uh, you, you draft somebody in the second round, you don't, you just assume they're not going to be a Austin Reeves or even a, a Alex Caruso. Alex Caruso was a non-drafted player that ended up getting a $9 million contract, which is not bad, but no one expected Austin Reeves to be what we're talking about him getting $20 million after two seasons, you know, 25 million, 25, maybe uh, I don't Average think four years. I don't think but the uh, overpays. Who knows how much he's going to get? I don't. I don't think. I don't think we. We. I don't think that's the norm. I don't. I just don't think that's the norm. And it just. It's an anomaly. And it's the Lakers are going to have. The good thing is the poison pill works in a positive way if you look at it from the positive way. He's not going to get paid. Let's say if they have to match a max contract. They don't have to pay him the the the, the balloon payment until year three, which is when LeBron James's contract is finished or at least that summer. I don't see LeBron James coming back after 2025. I believe he will retire unless there's some miracle where he can play with his kid that following year somewhere. But that's not going to be our problem, obviously, at that point. And, uh, that, and that's, that's how you got to look at this. We're, we're going to likely bring everyone back. And like Stone said, when you have a contract like D'Angelo's will likely be, which is going to be around $20 million. Now, if you're, let's say we get to January and we're 25 and 16. And you're like, man, we just need this one guy to really set it up, set it up, set it off. Now you have some money. Now you have some money that you can throw at a trade. If someone else finally says, man, we're done with this team. We have some value here. We can get this. This we can do a, a deal with the Lakers and get some assets and a, you know, a, a, a salary that can match. And then now the Lakers are in a position to upgrade uh, before they go on their stretch run. So it 
it opens things up. It's just that we're impatient. I know I am. We want it done now. We want it done right this minute. But we're going to have to wait to really see how this team plays, number one. And if they do play better, a little bit better, we still got to see if there's options there for them to be really good next year by the deadline. And that's just something we're going to have to accept. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. It is our NBA live free agency special. Truly appreciate all the new subscribers we've gotten. So appreciative of the huge crowd, our largest crowd ever here at the Lakers fast break. One thing, though, I want to ask Stone, and then I'll get it back to Tom after that. Stone, when you're talking about Austin Reeves, what do you think, as was mentioned in the chat, what do you think is the holdup right now with Austin Reeves? Uh, I, I believe we already gave him the offer sheet, but um, yeah, for four for 53 has been the offer sheet. Yes. Yeah. So Houston is, I know deciding or they're waiting on Fred Van Vliet's decision. Um, if Fred Van Vliet goes there, I think that takes Houston out of the running to give Austin any sort of offer sheet. Then it's up to the Spurs. And I think the Spurs might be waiting to, to for Houston to get out of that running so that they can... Because outside the $10 million, uh per year for Trey Jones, we've heard nothing from San Antonio. Yeah, I think I think the Spurs are waiting on the Houston on Houston to know if Fred Van Vliet is going there or not. Um, and then once that decision is made, uh, if, if Fred does end up in Houston, uh, San Antonio can make a, a pretty aggressive offer for for Austin and hopefully, you know, the Lakers will do what's right and, and keep them here. But um, the, the Spurs have a lot of money still to, to blow and they could spend, you know, they could give Austin like $30 million a year. And I think Laker fans need, need to be prepared that that might be what it takes to keep Austin around. I want to go ahead and ask you, Tom. I don't think they match if I had to take a guess. If But, but can they offer him 30 isn't the max amount? The max they can offer him is the MLE for the first two years, and then Yay, the max for the last two years, which comes out to like four years for 103 million. But yeah, they match an offer. Let's say Houston goes that on four four years, 103 million. Let's say it gets adjusted when it comes back because of the arenas rule. Uh, yeah, that's true. But the first two years are skewed to like 12 million a pop. Yeah, they can't go. The first two years are equal to the MLE. But what Not I'm asking, but I want to clear this up. The Lakers have tendered them offer four years, $53 million. But if Houston comes walking in and says, oh, Austin, we kind of like you. We're going to offer you four years, $100 million, putting the two last two years around the back end, really jacking up the price. Well, they don't have to do that for themselves. They could do it $25 million a year. But the Lakers and if the Lakers match, match, it automatically because of they the They have to do that. Role. Okay. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And there's, uh, what do you call it? Uh, I forgot what I was even going to say already. Uh, I lost my train of thought, but, um, yeah, I mean, Austin Reeves. Yeah. I I think this isn't what I was going to say, but I do think that the Lakers, uh, need to match Austin Reeves. He is your third player. He's your, he's your third guy on this totem pole. And if he leaves, uh, you're up a Creek. You, You don't have, the money to really replace him um and you're gonna have to rely on trades which means sending out some of your depth i, I the lakers i think have to match whatever the price is going to be um yep. and and they're in a position where they, they need to be prepared to do that so we'll see what happens but i don't think that signing vincent or anything changes you know the priority 
the priority of bringing back Austin Reeves. Demarcus, that would be great if the Lakers could get Fred Van Vliet, but he is already being priced out at thirty to forty million dollars. Forty-two million a year, eighty-four million for two years. Yeah, so it's it's going to be hard for the Lakers to come in there with whatever little they have left and say, "Here you go, Fred. Here you go." But I, you know, obviously, great ideas from you out there. Truly appreciate everybody watching, listening. I do want to stress though, the mm-hmm. Lakers have not addressed a big need, and that's for a big man or two to go ahead and fill out the roster. Laker Nick. So, so, okay, so I want to interject here real quick. Uh, this is coming from Sam Quinn. Uh, in theory, the Lakers could still pivot to cap space. For example, if they were to lose D'Angelo Russell, they could simply sign Vincent and Prince with the cap space, then use the rest to re-sign Rui, and then you'd still have the uh, the MLE, just, just to throw that in there. Jace, just uh, also, again, it's that twenty million dollars that you can get rid of with, with not not now that you've got a point guard, you don't need D'Lo. Go ahead, you get rid of him. You can use that twenty dot. You can you can get back the MLE basically. Go ahead, Nick. I know you needed to interject. Yeah, no, I actually had more of a question for Stone. I know he was giving the rundown on uh, matching uh, Reeves, for example, and I assume the same would apply to Hachimura, but. I've been seeing some of the banter in the in the chat and on Twitter, but um, essentially to clear up some confusion, the Lakers could basically match any number. In other words, they would not be prohibited from matching any offer for Hachimura or Reeves. Is that correct? Yeah, they they can match whatever they feel net, like whatever they want to is is what they can match, and what what that number is for the Lakers. I don't know if they have a number that's too much for them. I'm sure they do. Every front office usually does. Um, hopefully it doesn't get to that point, but I think, yeah, I, the Lakers should be prepared to match whatever it is for Reeves. For Rui, I'd be letting I'd be letting him walk if it hits upwards of like $18 million or something. I, I'd, I'd be comfortable just letting him move on. I uh, don't think you want to match him if it's, you know. But then the Lakers plus. have even less size, my friend. It's something we sorely need now. Uh, you know, it's been said in the chat, and I agree. We're really hurting right now for some size, which is what we needed to against Denver. Yeah, but and I, I'm not sold on Rui's playoff performance being that is who Rui is. I don't I don't think that he's showing that. No, Rui's going to start now. If they but bring I him back, him to, I don't expect him to shoot forty-eight percent from behind the arc like he did. It's unsustainable. Yeah, yeah, it's unsustainable. One thing I've—I'm sure everyone that's in this chat has heard this too, but I feel pretty confident is going to happen is Cam Reddish probably coming on a vet minimum deal uh, to the Lakers. And I know that rumor has been flying around a lot, but it's sounding like it's going to be pretty likely from somebody that I'm talking to. So. Um, I, that's some wing size right there. I don't love it. I don't think Cam's a very good player at all. Um, that would hush the entire audience we've had for weeks talking about Cam Reddish got to be on the Lakers. So. People love him. I, uh, he's a wing. You can score. He was. I liked him a lot in high school. That's a miss for you, Joe. I liked Cam Reddish. I ended up with him at like 10 on my board, so it wasn't crazy high, but um, – He's yeah, not a not a good player. So I, I'm not super in on that, but I think it's probably going to happen. You can't gauge this sometimes. This this can sneak up on you, especially when <laughs> an amateur becomes a professional. 
they, they, a lot of times amateurs can't adapt to the professional logistics of, of what that needs to be. And the hard and, part is I don't have access to that. All right. Like I don't, I don't know these players personally, so I can't yeah. really base my evaluation on that. Why are you so smiling? Oh, because somebody mentioned the name. Nobody's mentioned. Actually, the quote is, "Nobody is talking about Tristan Thompson." But I'm going to try to be calm and try to be good when <sighs> somebody says that, because the fact it's a new viewer, and I welcome him, and I really appreciate him stopping by and want him to stay with us. So I don't think any TT Kardashian rants today for for. Can Tristan we go Thompson. a show without mentioning that damn family? <laughs> Please. <laughs> I do it just to piss you off. You're a disgrace to society. All right. All right. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. Uh, So you would watch The Tomorrow War before The Matrix? Yes. If you forced me down, you, I was tied into a chair and I had to watch one thing, I would say The Matrix Resurrections. Really? Funny. Yeah, because of all the cutscenes, I could remember what a good movie was like. <laughs> well played, sir. Well played. Yes, that's the only reason for the flashbacks, to, to remind you what a good Matrix movie was. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Adam says, does Stone know anything about Moses Brown? Uh, he's bounced around a bit, seven-footer from UCLA. Uh, I don't know if he's ever really yeah, been able to you know, realize his potential, but, yeah, he's just a big body out there. He's horrendous. I'm sorry. He's just uh, – if you watch him with the Mavericks, uh, was uh, he was like – had no idea what was going on defensively, like knew had no concept of where to be on the court. Um, and I think I liked him a lot at UCLA. Like he was fun to watch him and Jalen hands. They have that gif. Obviously everyone uses, they're a lot of fun to watch. I loved them in college, but they're just not NBA guys. Unfortunately, um, okay. they're, they're not really rosterable. So I ask you, my friend, because we're now in dire need of size, especially if what you say, I really still think that there's a market for Rui. And I'd still think that at this point, there's a chance that he could get overpaid. Like we've seen so many already in the past couple hours, get overpaid on contracts. We didn't think that they were going to get Rui could be one of those individuals based off of his great playoff performance. If we lose him, we are in desperate need of size stone, you know, and where do we turn from there? I don't know, but, you're also pushing up into that tax apron. If you go, as you hear my dog bark in the background, um, uh, there's uh, <laughs> the males probably here. Um, the the wings, it's hard to replace, but also you're going into that tax apron. And I, I just don't see the Lakers doing that. I think when they're going to be butting right up against it, retaining the guys as it is. And if you're paying Rui 18, 20 plus million, uh, you're going to be over that, and I think that um, 14 million. That's the hope. I think if you if you want to bring Rui back, I think that's the market. You're going to have to slightly go above whatever MLE MLE teams can offer. Um, yeah, but think... everybody everybody knows that everybody knows that he's that that he can't repeat those those playoff numbers. But he's still. He's I think still he's going to garner MLE. He a lot in the playoffs that he could get to the rim and he could uh, and he could defend. Yeah. Um, uh, well, also I just want to mention, 
Oh, well, hold on. I want to mention this too, but Laker Nick called this uh, overpay for <laughs> Joe Ingles, two years, $22 million for someone who is uh, 36 right now coming off a major ACL injury. Wow. That's got to be a bad signing in my opinion for Orlando. They had to pay it though. Cause they have to get to that 90% mark for the cap yes. space, which it's not a good signing, but well, they you have wait to the end it. of the year and give it to one player like the Indiana Pacers did last year. Yeah. At least it's for 11, not 22. Right. Um, no, it's by they, the start of the start of the season. You have to do the ninety percent. It's by the start. Yeah. Of the by the start of the season. Start of the season. Yes. Mm. Um, Gabe Vincent, his deal, by the way, is fully guaranteed and no options throughout any of the three years. Okay, wanted to make sure on that. Uh, Laker Nick, let me bring you into, uh, back in here real quick on this. Uh, your thoughts on some of the signings that you're seeing outside. Phoenix has been very active. I actually want to compliment them. I'm not exactly thrilled to see a, a, a fellow Western Conference team like Phoenix actually make such so many moves with such little cap space. But they've been signing some pretty decent guys that may build out a decent rotation for that those three uh, high-volume shooters that they're already going to have already on that team. Uh, yeah, Gerald. I mean, Phoenix just had to do it. Um, as we know, they basically had to vacate uh, their entire roster to get people like Durant and Beal um, to join. Um, but actually, one one player that I think we haven't really mentioned that's a, currently a Laker and is going to be a Laker next season, and I think uh, we just haven't thought too much about him, at least in this uh, broadcast, is uh, Vando. And I think that, you know, he's obviously a defender, but I just hope that he's literally in the gym right now shooting like a thousand threes. 800 I, to 900 a day is what he said. Yeah, I, I, he, he should be hitting a thousand. <laughs> he, he's about 200 short, Tom. Uh, <laughs> but uh, other than that, like, you know, he could contribute, you know, I, I'm not expecting him to be a prime, prime time Clay Thompson or Steph Curry, but he became even an average three-point shooter. I mean, it would just pay dividends for him. And well, for he, also, he also has to become stop being Ben Simmons when he's underneath the basket. The guy is afraid to go up and dunk the ball on people, and he passes the ball out every time he gets it underneath the basket, every single time. That needs to change, and if I was an assistant coach for the Lakers, I would have a drill where I would pad right around the, the hoop, and start letting these guys. You 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 need to make ten layups, getting your ass whooped to the well, layup. Be quick. You quickness can get a shot up before the shot blocker can block it. It's just the combination of knowing how to use your hips to nudge a guy to to get him off balance and get a shot off. Look, and he if, doesn't do any of those things. If Austin Reeves can can handle contact and yep. get the ball in from a two or three foot distance, you can do that under the rim. Yeah, I I work with that guy all summer long, except Phil is running around the world. There's a the Schroeder is not expected to return. The Bucks, Heat, Knicks, Hornets, Suns, Pelicans, Mavs, and Rockets all have interest in him. Um, so the entire NBA. Yeah, he all teams with with partial MLEs at least uh, to get him more money than we can offer. So. He's uh, he's they're trying to they're probably trying to get D'Lo for a lot less than 20. Yeah, we'll see what happens now. They, I mean, he's lost a lot of leverage now that they've got 
another guard, another point guard under contract. Yeah, but we'll see. Uh, I mean, because they could what, use that money for Walker, they could use that money for. I don't want to bring easily. They could still kind of money. easily a deal. Walker a deal. Um, I I'd rather bring Delo, but I think you have to look at what other teams are able to offer Delo something, and that's basically down to Houston and in San Antonio. And those are the two teams that are also in the Reeves running too. So they, they're the, the teams that, you know, we'll see what happens, but both those teams could offer significant money for either or uh, Reeves or Delo. Young MB is mentioning Collie Stein and Alex Len. Do that. Alex Len played some, uh, maybe a couple of Collie Stein for 20 years. <laughs> but uh, Alex Len played a couple key minutes for for good. Sacramento on uh, you know as far as a backup is concerned you know he actually did fairly well uh, late in the rotation late in the season for Sacramento any thoughts on him as a backup big for for the veteran minimum guys uh, sorry was that to me yeah anybody um, out there I'm sorry at this point oh no no worries I'm not interested in any of them uh, I, I don't think any of them are playable. Um, there's a reason they don't have any homes in the NBA. Um, again, I think the best route really is tough it out until you get to the trade deadline and, and then try and move one of like Gabe Vincent or D'Lo and, and shore up that center position. I don't think you're going to find your answer during free agency in the summer. I think you're probably going to have to figure it out once you get to the trade deadline. Because this team right now seems to be getting smaller and smaller. So... That's a tough thing. But the Bobby Marks just uh, posted out there on Twitter, the Lakers projected numbers below the tax, 50 million, below the second apron, 57 million. Key free agents still out there, Russell, Hashimura, and Reeves. Reeves' number would come in as 12 million, even if he received an offer sheet. The Lakers are hard capped at the first apron. So that's uh, at, as of this point in time. So. That's what he has projected numbers there. Anything outside the norm from you guys when you see that on there? Uh, that's pretty much what you guys have been talking about right now. Right? No, but there's a point made by a couple of people online that none of this really matters because the final order of what they're going to do, and they could go over the cap and back and under and so forth, will really be determined in the, after the moratorium when they actually then line up each of the deals and do them in the order they need to in order to make sure that they end up where they want to end up. So there's still some messing around that they could do. Um, you know, and it's it's interesting to see what happens. Uh, you know, D'Lo, I remember the very first comments that the Lakers made. They had three options. One option was keeping D'Lo. One option was signing and trading him. And the third option was letting him walk. And their order of priority at that point in time, and, and it wasn't an emotional point in time, but it was it was pretty much that keeping him was the third option. Trading him was the first option. Letting him walk was the second option. Now they have an opportunity to let him walk. I'm not so sure that that's not a better deal because they could use that money for Lonnie Walker, bring him back for $7.8 million. Um, he, Where would he play, though? This year, and and... Other than the fact that he got lost for a couple of months when we brought the new guys in after he was injured, you know, he could be a valuable player. And then there's the question of you got to get another point guard somewhere. There still are guys out there that could be available and you would still, you know, you got to, I think you have to, I think you have to take a look at 
at whether or not you want to maybe work something out with Beasley or whether you want to work something out with with Bamba because Bamba has size and right now we really we really could use his size. Um, it, I don't know about these other centers that you've got, veterans uh, that are going to make the minimum salary, Collie Stein and so forth. Um, they're not only veterans, but they've also got quite a bit of miles on their on their tires and who knows whether they're really going to be able to do the job. I mean, I actually feel pretty confident that that I think it would actually be a good move to to give Colin Castleton an opportunity to show what he can do. And uh, I think once we get into this camp, we see him in summer league and so forth, we might feel that that's not a bad move. It's not a whole lot of minutes because you're, you're talking about AD probably playing, you know, 35 to say plays 36 minutes. You're left with 18 minutes then to uh, you're left with 12 minutes then basically to cover. And so you have a guy playing a rookie playing 12 minutes a game. He's a physical kid. You know, he can rebound and he can block shots. There's no doubt about that. He's a 72% free throw shooter. Um, and he's a 23 year old, 23 year old kid who's played five years of college basketball. So he's, you know, I don't feel so frightened about him. I also think that if you have him being able to be the physical player, that opens up the door for adding Kevin Love as a three-point shooter threat that you can put in there in certain situations and certain matchups. <laughs> Joe, and, Joe and not exactly the true. other team down just like he shot Joe down right there, you know? Oh, um, my gosh. I got no love for Kevin. Joe might prefer DeAndre Jordan over Kevin Love. Yes, oh, Christ. Don't you know what? Me. Okay, I got a better one for you guys. And Andrew the reason Drummond, why we actually, though, hold on, better. hold on. I got one. How about Joe Nerlens Noel? <laughs> I didn't hear you. I already knew what was coming. <laughs> All right. Well, Nerlens Noel is another name that's out there just for Jock Wandale. That's the guy I'm really hoping for. Um, it's just a stopgap center. Like I said, you. You're not going to address your needs fully until a trade deadline. I think that's just the reality of it. Um, well, once we'll again, though, the... Dwight Powell is interesting, too. That's true. He's out there you still. Well, he, he, he's too much too expensive. You know, you're talking starting salary centers. Do you think? Yeah, I mean, that's one thing people have got to get straight. You do not – there's no way you can start a five who can't shoot from outside. You cannot do that to LeBron James and Anthony Davis. You well, do he that. Tried to you do it with Vanderbilt too. Now, if you want a backup center, you can get a just pure defensive guy to do that. But he's the damn backup center. That's what he is. He's not a starter. So stop any of this stupid BS about starting a Dwight Howard or a, a Javal Javale de McGee type of player. Wow, ain't gonna happen. It's stupidest thing in the world, and it would totally crater the Lakers' offense. Wow. Yeah, and okay. they already, I mean, besides, you know, Darvin him doing that himself, they already did that uh, in the playoffs with uh, Jared Vanderbilt trying to start three non-shooters at once. Um, the, it, it's not going it, to, it's not viable. And like I said, the only guy that could really do that, it be a starting center for us that was on the market was Brooke Lopez, but he was never going to come here. So. <laughs> And what about what about Christian Wood Stone? I know you mentioned him before. The defense, the defense is just too poor. You can't. I don't think you can start him next to Anthony Davis with the, the defense and how bad it is, because the aspect of even if you were to start him and let's say that goes fine, 
that center is probably going to have to play minutes without Anthony Davis. And if Christian Wood's your primary rim protector for stretches, I mean, we saw last year how it was with Rui and LeBron as your primary rim protector. We just got obliterated at the rim. So Christian Wood would be no different in that regard. Um, he might help us in, as a starting unit, but once ideally you want a guy that does both, and that's just not really a reality for the Lakers at this point in time. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. We're in our third hour of coverage here for live free agency special. So great to still have so many here in the chat. The best Lakers chat room that's out there is the Lakers fast break. So many still watching. We truly appreciate it. Ken, the latest update is the Lakers have signed Torian Prince for the 4.5 biannual exception. Also as well, the Lakers have given a three-year, $33 million contract to Gabe Vincent. That is who the Lakers have signed right now. They have not re- actually officially retained any of their players that are free agents currently who are still seeking deals. We're talking about that as far as what they can do. They've offered, have tendered an offer to Austin Reese, a four-year, $53 million deal, dollar deal, but it looks like he'll probably be offered a little bit more or even a lot more. We'll wait and see how that goes with him. Rui, no word on him as of yet. And D'Angelo Russell, no word on him as yet. It looks like, though, Dennis Schroeder, possibly Lonnie Walker as well. Those two individuals are most likely gone. Troy Brown has signed with the Minnesota Timberwolves, so the Lakers team is changing up. And thank you again. Appreciate AR and everyone else that's subscribed. All the new subscribers today, we are truly indebted to you for going ahead and being part of what we do here at the Lakers Fast Break. Uh, As far as what's going on, (laughs) Eduardo says, Russell Westbrook, you are a Laker buddy. No, no Russell Westbrook for us. Don't want to go through that again, no matter what the price. Right, Joe? Trade D'Angelo Russell to the Clippers for uh, Ivaka Zubak. Well, there you go. That would be a, I'd I'd take that trade. Laker Nick, your thoughts on something like that? Because size (laughs) is still important. Rui, again, for all you think that he may or may not be able to do, Laker Nick, Rui does provide a little bit of size, but also the fact that he can't, Go, the fact that he, for such a big guy, he has a great motor, loves to go in the fast break. He did fit some needs that the Lakers really uh, were able to cash in on on their way to the playoffs. Yeah, no, you're right, uh, Gerald. I think that Hachimura, you know, he brought uh, some grit, some size, and he probably overplayed, uh, you know, his averages in, in the season, especially in the playoffs. Um, so I would definitely welcome him back. Um, I don't expect him to, you know, shoot lights out as he was doing, you know, in the postseason. But um, that said, you know, he could play small ball center in a pinch. Uh, Obviously, LeBron James could do that as well. We saw AD playing center all year. Um, You know, obviously, that leads to injury concerns, durability issues. So, yeah, I I do think that we need a serviceable big. Um, I'm not sure if it's uh, an urgency so to speak, at this time. Um, I think that's a pickup that could happen, you know, later on in the season as it goes on and maybe give some run to, I don't know, a center in the G League uh, or a young prospect in the meantime. Well, I'll tell you what, though. I'm very appreciative of everyone taking the time, especially you, Stone, Laker Tom, Joe Sorrell, for being part of what we do. Catch Joe Sorrell, LakersBall.com. Catch Lakers Tom at Lakerholics.com. Stone Hansen right there at the Upside Swings NBA Draft Podcast. And Laker Nick, it's always part of our great 
coverage on playback.tv. It is the Lakers fast break. My name is Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much again for watching and listening. We still have quite a huge crowd. We hit 200. What, what did we hit at one time, Joe? 250-ish? Uh, I believe the official number from what I saw was 223. Okay, because I know we were in the 230s. I know we 231, were 231. Sorry. We had 231. Yeah. That's the highest number okay. I remember. Okay. But just huge, absolutely huge numbers, our biggest day ever. And it's just truly appreciative of whatever you're doing to help us out with that. Thanks so much for watching and listening. It is the Lakers fast break. We're still trying to wait on what the Lakers or others are doing. I do want to mention that the latest news and notes from the NBA is that Herb Jones has re- agreed to a four-year, $54 million deal to stay with the mm-hmm. Pelicans. They did decline the last year option, a $1.9 million option. Let me ask you this, uh, Stone, when you say to Herb Jones, an outstanding defender, we're going to waive that last 1.9 and then give you a 454, I mean, obviously that's a great sign to the player and to the agent, but for the team factor, you're spending the money now instead of the spending the money later. Yeah, I think this is a fantastic signing. This might be probably now my favorite signing of free agency if you asked me this I know you asked earlier, but um, this is my new answer because I think uh, <clears throat> I think getting an All NBA level defender uh, who can guard, you know, almost basically every position on the court. Um, he struggles as a shooter, but he's got some ball handling skills that he developed when he was at Alabama. Uh, I think this is a really good signing. Thirteen and a half million. You lock him up. Uh, he's still fairly young. What is he? Twenty three, twenty four. Um, and you lock him up for another four years, and he's still in his prime even when it ends. So uh, I like this signing quite a bit. I think it's you're going to struggle to find many better defenders that are for a lot cheaper than that, um, and I think that's, yeah, a, a really solid signing. Um, one name I wanted to throw out there, too, for the Lakers as a possible vet minimum center as a backup would be Olivier Saar. From, he was a two-way most recently for the Thunder uh, he bounced around. I think he played for the Suns before that. He's super athletic, and I don't know really why he hasn't stick stuck, but um, I think he is somebody that's an interesting rim protector as a backup, uh, Can has some catch radius as like a lob threat. Very basic backup skills, but somebody that I think performs them probably better than most guys you're going to find at that sort of vet minimum range. So he's somebody that, you know, basically nobody talks about, but I think is worth exploring with, with one of those contracts. Big Mike, thank you for being here. Welcome to the Lakers fast break. Unfortunately, no, there's not a super chat button for us yet. We have to, I believe, achieve a thousand subscribers. And after a day like today, we're on our way to doing so. We truly appreciate it. But if you've got a question in chat, I try to read and answer as best I can and post it out there for you and try to, we try to go ahead and cover it right here at the Lakers fast break. So make, we try to make every question right now and every a, you know, type of comment that is necessary for the guys out there to answer as best we can. But yes, Big Mike, I wish for a super chat button. Believe me, but that's not as of yet. I think uh, YouTube kicks that in at a thousand. So we're looking forward to hitting that number sooner rather than later after a huge day today. But Laker Nick, let me get you back into this conversation when it comes to what you're seeing now with a little bit of slowdown in the activity Though I see that, uh, according to Dave McMenamin, he's talking about how Gabe Vincent is coming from an Exhibit 10 contract all the way to what you see here. 
Your thoughts, though, they've really solidified the backcourt, sort of, you know, as far as that portion of the Lakers' depth, I think it's been really good, and even some wing depth with Prince. Your thoughts, though, on what they need to go ahead and do to shore up the back end as far as rebounding and size? Yeah, Gerald, it seems like, you know, the the finance team at the Lakers uh, back office is, uh, you know, running the numbers uh, in a wait-and-see mode to see who is out there, who makes sense financially, and, uh, you know, seeing where the other free agents uh, land. Um, I am, you know, a little surprised I haven't heard anything from uh, D'Angelo Russell, I believe, uh, to this point, or uh, Rui Hachimura. I know that the Lakers have made an offer to Austin Reeves. Uh, but other than that, um, you know, I am a little surprised I haven't heard something about uh, Rui or uh, D'Lo. Again, uh, it's been kind of interesting. I agree with you up. But the Joe... As you had predicted, you know, there still could be something on the horizon where San Antonio or Houston, possibly San Antonio, was still plenty of cap space even after the trade zone signing. And Houston with a ton of cap space who's done absolutely nothing and they still have quite a bit to spend still out there with a lot of money there left in store. Uh, it, it, it's just I don't see... I see one definite, and that's Lakers. Ninety nine. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna match. They're gonna match whatever, whatever Austin gets. And I'm still kind of gonna wait on the D'Lo thing. Maybe maybe we don't. Maybe we resign him to trade him. I don't know. Uh, there would have to be something tied to that. Obviously, that a team would want like a draft pick. But I think they're gonna go the the simple route. They're gonna get Reeves back. And then they'll sign D'Lo. And then if no one goes crazy for Rui, which I don't think that's going to happen, then they'll resign him. And then that's pretty much going to be it. I don't see anything else going on. Josh Richardson just got signed to, I believe, to a two-year deal with Miami. Uh, so he is going there on a two-year deal. I don't know if it's a player option. It has not been announced, just a two-year deal. This guy, Shams is always vague on his uh, deals that he writes up, just a two-year deal, though, for Miami, for that, for Josh Richardson. Your thoughts, though, Stone, as we head now well into our third hour of coverage <laughs> on the free agency market. It's been wild and crazy, and then it's kind of died down. But I still think there are options left for the Lakers at this point. Don't you, Stone? Um, not really. <laughs> I think our options uh, left are bring back our own guys. I think that's, that's basically our options. Um, I, I think that bring back re Delo and Reeves, and then our options are basically just a vet minimum guys. And, you know, that's basically just taking shots on guys that you hope can contribute to a rotation. You're not really expecting that out of them because you're paying them the minimum salary. Uh, but you know, you hope that at some point during the season, they can step up and, and be a part of the rotation. So, uh, I think that's basically what's left for the Lakers. Uh, keep your guys, hopefully make some good, uh, minimum type swings. Um, and that's probably going to close out the, the summer for us, um, in regards to what happens. So Laker Tom, let me ask you, who are those minimum type swings that are not named Kevin Love? Well, I think they will be looking at bigs. I don't, you know, I mean, I guess you have to look at the Kali, Kali uh, Steins and the uh, 
Nerland's Noels and guys who used at least used to have some veterans that basically are still in their early 30s and aren't over the hill completely. Um, I think also, too, that I've been sort of listening to Sam Quinn and he's he's been he's been on a mission that he feels that because the Lakers can actually do several different approaches to this season, he actually is playing around right now with figuring out how they can make an offer to to uh, Brooke Lopez. And uh, there's actually thoughts that he might, the Lakers might be negotiating something going on because they all of a sudden have $20 million that they can replace because they can move D'Lo. They don't need to have a second point guard at this point in time. They can go out and, and get a backup point guard. Or they definitely have Reeves and, you know, and 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 actually if you put Reeves and Walker, uh, both of them are guys who basically can, can get a guy on their hip and get somebody in jail and get into the key and, and, and play a little point guard. Um, or they could even turn back to, to, to Dennis because they got some money with Dennis that they can, they've got some non-bird rights to give him 3.8 million. They could give him another million and a half from the MLE, which uh, would give him 3.8, 4.8, You're getting up there where maybe you can get Dennis. So I think there's still something happening with the Lakers and they are done. And until you hear that the deal is done with D'Lo or he walks, if you hear that D'Lo's walking and going somewhere else, then all of a sudden, you know, the Lakers are looking at something else because they can switch this around and use their, use the, use the, they can just get rid of D'Lo's $38 million cap hold. And all of a sudden they've got cap space. They can sign the two guys that they just signed with cap space and still have the taxpayer MLE left. So they've got a couple of routes to go that still give him some options. And so Polika's, you know, I mean, if you have to look at it for now, the, the whole thing of getting, of getting two players like they did, who are both guys that they hope can be good shooters and have shown that they can do that in the clutch um, and bringing everybody else back. That's really important. Um, and maybe maybe a way of getting Walker back because I, I do I do like the fact that Walker can I like guys I like to have five guys on the court basically that all can dime somebody. I think that's really important to play the kind of basketball you need to win a championship. You gotta be able to have guys who can shoot the ball and can pass the ball to other people and defend. Um, so you know, I mean, did we really help ourselves defensively? Um, probably, probably Gabe is probably better than D'Angelo is defensively. Um, he's definitely probably got a, not as consistent a three point shooter statistically. Um, but he, but he did play well in the playoffs, whereas D'Lo didn't. Um, so, you know, well, Denver, he got, I think we've upgraded, I think we've upgraded the point guard position. Now, the question though, is if we kept D'Lo, is he going to start or is he going to be the backup? Well, I had had said though, this is a crucial year for D'Lo because he will find out in the league, wherever he plays, if he's going to remain a starter for a while, or if he does become that guy coming off the bench. Because I think that is this is a critical year for his uh, career in that case. But 
you mentioned Gabe Vincent. There was the fact in the finals he did get his minutes reduced and they did play him out of the rotation, you know, just because of the matchups involved. So I'm concerned if you rely on him, you could find that situation repeating itself in the playoffs again. But he was a feast uh, for the right matchups in certain situations during the playoffs, just like D'Lo. But he seemed a little bit more consistent to me than D'Angelo, who would only give you stretches and only really gave you one good four-quarter game. But his height... And the fact he was there on a, you know, basically playing the entire season, he played, you know, for as far as his health is concerned, he's relatively healthy compared to other players. And the fact that he did, did, did hit just about 40% from behind the arc during the course of the regular season. I mean, that has to be taken under consideration what you do, of course, during the rest of those 82 games. Kevin Love just committed to go back to the heat. There you go. Um, All no. right. Yeah. You could take a yes. <laughs> Tom's like, Arr! and Joe's like, yes. Yeah, yes. he's uh, off the market. Please, someone get Eric Gordon too. Yeah. Please, <laughs> anyone but the Lakers. Well, we don't need any more guards outside of the ones that we hopefully will resign for whatever reasons. I, I just don't see. I don't see Eric Gordon getting uh, you know much burn if he does come here. I just don't see it, Tom. I know you're big. You're hot higher than anyone else here on the panel. Well, who do we have? Who do we have now? If you look at the if you look at the depth chart, right now you got a point guard, Vincent. You got a shooting guard, Reeves and Christie. You got three small forwards, James Vanderbilt and Prince. One power forward in Nachimura, and one center in Davis. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Uh, we got a rookie, so. Uh, uh, we got a rookie shooting guard who would probably slot in after Christie. So that would be Hood uh, Shafino. Hood Shafino. Okay. Wait, um, do you consider him a shooting guard or a point guard? I would consider him a shooting guard. He considers I mean, himself a point guard. The I'm reality is no. he's the fifth guard on the depth chart, whichever okay. way you put him. Right. Uh, Vaughn, I do want to mention that uh, Kai Soto from the Philippines, uh, a name that was so bandied about on last year's draft around the time he did go unsigned and played in Australia. He is playing for the Orlando Magic Summer League team. So he'll be in Summer League in Las Vegas. So maybe he can get a good look from a team. Does not mean he's going to sign with the Orlando Magic full time, but he will be playing on their Summer League team. Just wanted to give you an update on that. So, yes, uh, out there. Of ours, because I know he being a Filipino from the Philippines, that he's just so immensely popular. So, Kai Soto, hopefully, he can get his some burn. I know that uh, he was not very rated very highly in the last year's draft, but maybe he's picked up his game. I think he should have stayed in the G League to develop some more skills, but he decided to leave there early. But again, it's the Lakers fast break, but Kai Soto 7 2 7 3, hopefully, will be able to provide some type of need for someone out there that needs him. Hopefully he'll be able to look good at summer league here coming up here next week, but wanted to go ahead and mention again that the Lakers did sign Torian Prince and also Gabe Vincent looking for hopefully more signings here soon. Uh, you know, Joe uh, Laker, Tom, and also stone Hansen. They're all looking as far as exactly seeing what's going on, trying to monitor the situation as we speak, truly appreciate all the new subscribers. Mm -hmm. 
Again, you will get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air with the latest Lakers Fast Break. I'm immensely grateful that we've gotten over 30 subscribers today on YouTube, gotten new followers on both Twitch and Facebook. Cannot thank you enough for doing so. But guys, again, can't, uh, actually, Alice is asking, can they get Rui on the cheap? I don't know, Alice. There's still money out there, and people have been overpaying for a lot of these guys. Your thoughts? Will Rui not go as high as we once thought he did? He would two hours ago. Joe? We're going to have to see how the big names. Big names. I haven't start. heard of anybody chasing Rui. Have you? No. We might be overvaluing Rui. That happens a lot when you're a Laker fan. Well, that's the thing, though, with Rui, well, he's though. Played, he's played spectacularly for us. <laughs> but Joe Ingles, Joe Ingles just got a $20 million contract, so you never know. Yeah, but the thing is, Tom, when I look at this, okay, this is Rui's career, though, inconsistency, because you mm-hmm. saw, that's the reason why he's not playing for the Wizards and got right. traded. And the fact is, with the Lakers, remember, he got that coaching DMP. At one time, he was not playing well for the Lakers, and he got that DMP, and it took that DMP to kickstart his career and take off into what we saw during the playoffs. He did his, his shooting tailed off in the, the last round, but those first two rounds were so amazing to watch as far as what he contributed. I like him though, as a six, eight, six, seven big body who can still run the floor on the break. And that's one of the reasons right, right now he's our starting power forward. Yeah. That's, and that's the thing that we might have to look at, uh, you know, as far as if we don't get a big that can, that can actually take up that slot. That's something we definitely have to look at. So again, Tom, do you think the buyer's market's still out there for Rui or is it starting to fade away? Um, I don't think it matters because I think the Lakers, the Lakers have made their position known with Reeves and with Rui that they're bringing both of them back. That's their number one priority. So you, all of this other stuff is extra. You know, I think that's the single biggest thing that they wanted to do. Um, and while Rui has been inconsistent earlier in his career, I think you have to say the time at the Lakers has basically proven that at least at this point, based upon everything I see that they're bringing in, bringing back for the team this year, I don't see how you keep him out of the starting lineup. I know that LeBron has to play small forward in that situation, um, but he, there's no way you can keep him out of the starting lineup. He's that important, and he does give us he does give us more size, you know, and he does give us offense that we don't have with Vanderbilt, and we never really got a chance to see to see a lineup with Rui in the starting lineup coming out there. But I tend to think that this could be, it's a big difference because all of those problems that, you know, that stone was talking about and we were, I was talking about with having that third guy, not be a guy who could stretch the floor. Um, Rui does a great job of that because he can not only stretch the floor, but he can attack the basket when somebody's coming to him and the mid range is just real pure money for us. So I, I, I don't even have to stay on the show or listen to Twitter for the rest of the day to not be worried at all that the Lakers are going to re-sign Austin Reeves and Rui Hachimura. What about D'Angelo still after two hours in? Is it still an option? I think that there's some real opportunities for the Lakers if they decide not to re-sign D'Angelo. Or maybe sign a trade? They can, they can, they can create, 
they can do something with him. They, there's there's opportunities to move him and and to there's opportunities to move him, but there's also opportunities to just remake exactly how we're attacking the season. Like it's like Sam Quinn said, they can go in there and use cap space to sign both of the guys that they were getting with the exceptions and go over the and and and, and not you know and and then not use the non-taxpayer thing and then they could use the MLE the taxpayer MLE maybe the room LA it just depends where they are at that point in time um and 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 that opens up options too that if Schroeder's not coming back but what if Delo's not coming back now all of a sudden we do need a second point guard and you know, and as I said, you can give Schroeder $3.8 million plus the $1.5 left over on the MLE. So you, you all of a sudden have a shot at maybe getting him. I mean, I wouldn't mind Dennis as a second backup, as a backup point guard. Um, so I, I, do, I do think that we need to resolve the Dennis situation because, as Sam Quinn said, they can line up the transactions in a lot of different ways. And and they still have the ability to make those adjustments until the moratorium, because none of this stuff is for all of this stuff is just negotiations at this point in time. And teams, teams and players can back out of them. These are just verbal agreements until they actually turn them in. Interesting stat of the day in the first hour, over one billion dollars in salary were committed stone. That's a lot of cash, my friend. That's a lot of cash. Uh, and only like I, two of them were all stars, I think. Yeah, and that, massive names. Uh, but I asked well, you, there, I, there's a lot of things. So you think about the things that they've done to enhance the the middle players, if you will, the guys between the mid, between the max and the minimum. First off, you've got the new non-taxpayer MLE, and and all of 14 teams having available ability of it. Secondly, then you've got the 90% rule. Where they gotta they gotta get guys out of the contract. Um, you put all of those things together, and then thirdly, you got the fear of the guys with the huge big contracts, which people are being a little hesitant now to want to take on because they know there's a penalty coming up next year, and they don't want to be in a situation where they really gotta dump somebody and give up draft capital in order to do it next summer. So you know, there's it's it's a it's a pretty chaotic time. You know, people aren't people aren't comfortable with knowing what's going on with the even the new contract. I mean, I was talking to a friend of mine who's a lawyer, and he was telling me he was trying to look through the 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 new CBA, and he said, "Jesus, this thing is impossible." It's you know, and you can imagine what it's like for either of these teams to try to figure out what's going on. And then there, well, there, there's, they still don't have copies of this thing because they're still announcing new stuff. The, it's the over 600 pages. It's over. They, Larry Larry Kuhn sent it out. It's over 600 pages. Although I do want to bring in uh, Stone's friend to see if I can get him on the show here and upcoming to talk about the CBA at length because I know many of our listeners and and viewers have actually asked us to go ahead and provide some clarity on the CBA. But uh, Stone, I want to ask you again. The big man is still an issue for the Lakers right now. Uh, names that are still out there. Amazingly, Christian Wood has they've not heard a peep on him, not heard a peep on on Plumley, uh, Jock Londale, uh, you know, Jackson Hayes. There's still 
big guys out there who are looking more and more like they're not going to get what they truly wanted in free agency. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's that surprising. Um, none of those guys are, you know, they're all projected to to maybe be solid backups. They're all they're all bets at backups, right? It's not they're not for sure things. You're hoping one of them pans out. Uh, Plumlee is a solid backup, but um, for what we need, he's neither you know a floor spacer or a rim protector, so shouldn't probably be on our radar. But um, yeah, I, the other aspect of it too is I think. There's a few teams probably waiting to see what Brook Lopez does. Um, he's yet to yet to fall with the team. Um, there's a lot of you know where he might go. Um, so that's part of it. Um, and I think we're at somewhat of a standstill because I think uh, there's probably going to be a second, third wave of of guys that start signing places once some more big names start dropping. Um, that I mean, that is typically what happens is they're waiting for, you know, big the big fish to pick where they want to go. Um, that said, though, I'm probably going to get going for now. I got to go grab some dinner and walk my dog, but I uh, enjoyed being on here, and I'll catch you guys later. And check out Stone Hansen. What's your latest episode on the Upside Swings NBA Draft podcast before you head on out? Uh, we reviewed uh, every single draft pick, so we gave a grade out and reviewed every pick. That's the Upside Swings NBA Draft Podcast. Go ahead and catch it today wherever you get your podcast. Stone, awesome job as always. He's here regularly. It is Stone Hansen. Thanks so much for joining us. Joe, I'm going to turn it over to you here here at the Home Depot slash the Lakers fast break. Lakers, Tom. What sounds, is like all my, that sounds like my job site. Yeah. Got a lot of construction going. Is that a new master, uh, I guess, laker tom dome that's going on around there that's being built no it's just the neighbors cutting down weeds ah well thank them so much for going ahead and doing that at the most appropriate time for us here at the lakers fast break yeah it's a good thing that I, we also have our we also have our grand dog here for the week so uh, well the 80 dog pounds, I've, dog's 80 okay. pound german shepherd who howls whenever a police siren sounds in the background so oh my gosh uh, but Joe, I want to ask you this, Joe Soro from LakersBall.com. Thanks so much again for everybody watching, listening. We Rui really has agreed to a fifty-one million. Rui has agreed to a fifty-one million three-year contract. In there LA. you go. So million, million? Wow, fifty-one for three years. Great. So that is seventeen, right where we were talking about at seventeen to twenty. So he did sign. Yeah, I had him at fifteen. You had him 15. Well, that's a little bit above, but it's you can but I had, but I had you, like, you would have won, you would have probably won the bid on prices right. So I want to ask you though, Joe, your first reactions on this, Rui three for 51. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking 15. 15 was the number yeah. in my head, too. 45 is what I was hoping for. Uh I'll be curious to see. Well, it's it's likely gonna be probably 14, and then it it, it increases, right? right? What's the incre increase now with 8%. the new CBA? Eight percent. Okay, so yeah, so yeah, that's uh, you know the, the the deal could be a a good one or a bad one. It's going to depend on Rui. Can he live up to the contract? You're not going to know until you see it. My guess is going to be two years with a possible player option at number three. I agree. I agree. So it will it actually keep him? here for a while but in case he gets uh even to develops even to a more consistent player he obviously can go ahead and, and get out on that if he does have it's that a very tradable it's a very tradable contract and that's what we haven't had in the past when kobe when kobe 
retired, for example, we were way over the cap and we couldn't do anything. And if, if we can continue to build a team this way, then we're going to have tradable contracts to be able to trade for a superstar, or we'll have a team that's good enough to attract a high-level free agent to sign. Oh, my God. Guess who else signed with the Lakers? Who else? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, you said, go ahead, tell everybody. It starts with a C and an R. Cam Reddish. Yeah. Cam Radish. Okay. Everybody out there, they're going to say, okay, Who Cam Reddish. Uh, if you say so, Tom, he has not made it anywhere. He's been on several teams for a reason. So I don't know about that, Tom. We'll see. But again, for me, you know what? I'm happy. He's I'm happy that Cam Reddish has signed because, again, we will see once for all. Joe, Joe, mark his words now. Okay, we're going to see if he if he pans out. Everybody in the chat room for months now was right about Cam Reddish because you you and I have been hearing it for nonstop about Cam Reddish to the Lakers. Now he's You know, we have 13 players now. We're almost done. We're almost we done. We have 13 okay. players. But we have Vincent say- and Hood Shafino at guard, point guard. That's two. Reeves, Christie, and Hodge at shooting guard. James Vanderbilt and Prince at small forward. Achimura, Reddish, and Swider at power forward. Davis and Castleton. That's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen out of seventeen. Eighteen. Thirteen out of eighteen. So we have five holes, so to speak. And we'll probably just sign. We'll probably keep one open, which means we got four. Four players, four minimum salary players to add. Athletic player, but 30% shooter from behind the arc. And uh, again, he may thrive in an open offense if LeBron is pushing the ball. If that's a key, Laker Tom. For a player like that, a player like Rui, you have to be still pushing the ball. The, the pace, which you and I have talked about over the course, that to me was a big part of the Lakers championship run was the pace with LeBron pushing the ball up the court and having other players being able to do so as well. Joe, Cam Reddish will only thrive in that type of system. If you're going to ask him to play in the half court and ask him to shoot behind the arc, we could be in a lot of trouble there. Well, we're always in a lot of trouble if we have to play half court. Yes, I agree. Uh, Good point, Tom. Good point, Tom. You're going to need more. You you can't be running LeBron James all season, so you better have. I just said other players helping push the ball. Yeah, sure. If you push the ball, yeah, but you're going to need the right. uh, You're going to need the right trigger man to do that throughout the year as a good backup. So is Gabe Vincent that guy? Can he push? Can Can D'Angelo? Should he come back? Can he push? Can those guys be? You know, we we've we've talked about this, and Stone has talked about it uh, in terms of. D'Angelo Russell's quick, quick, quick decisions on pick and rolls and and just dishing at the right time. He's not there ever. He's like a you know the guy. Line. You know the guy who pushes the ball really well on a fast break is Castleton. Have you seen the videos of him? Castleton is that's at the college level though. Well, it is at the college level, but he's you know he reminds you a lot of Lamar Odom in that sense that. He really can dribble a ball down the court. He's a center who can pass and has a great handle. I mean, he's not a point guard handle, but the guy is terrific in driving the ball down the court. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news? 
information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers, well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. Yeah, well, let's see. Hopefully he could develop. But again, if you're counting on an undrafted rookie, you know, to repeat the same well, performance. He might, the same be, he, time, might, he might be a standard by default. player by the time the season comes around. They have four, they have four people that they can add. So maybe they, you know, they go out and they look for a Willie Cauley-Stein or a Nerlens Noel. Either one of them probably has enough left to give you 12 good minutes. <laughs> oh, don't say that too loud because Joe will just give those eyes once again. So, again, that's why. Well, who, who do you want, Joe? You want Montrez Harrell or? Anyone but Nerlens Noel. I would take a rotted apple over him. Well, that would be a mistake. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe we can work out a deal. Maybe we can work out a deal with, with uh, as far as a sign and trade with Dallas for Christian Wood. You know, if that works out between him and D'Angelo Russell. Uh, again, it just seems to Fred me. Fred like, Van Fleet signing with Houston. For how much? The forty-two that we talked about earlier. No, three years, hundred thirty. So that's, that's an extra, an extra year. An extra year. So yeah. it's 40 for the next year. That's a very impressive contract for Fred Van Vliet. Rui's three years is fully guaranteed. Yep. Rui is, uh, you know what, Alice, it's not getting Rui on the cheap. You're hoping he will play more like the player we saw in the playoffs, as opposed to the player we saw in Washington. Hopefully we can go ahead and see that continuously growth from him. Maybe, maybe being in the system will help him uh, become that consistent player that, so many hope as far as what he's being paid for at this point in time with Fred Van Vliet. I mean, my gosh, Joe, you said there was going to be a huge overpay for him uh, as much as I would have liked to see him on the Lakers. No way. We're going to pay over 40 for him like that. Yeah, that's, that's a lot. That's, that's a lot for that's, for that's Van more than likely a, a, a panic move or a must move for Houston. Due to well, they the got to spend the money, and they got nothing but a whole roster full of guys on minimum. Yeah, on minimum yeah. yeah, they pretty much said, okay, well, it looks like Fred Van Fleet's going back to Toronto unless we give him a third year. And then as soon as they gave him the third year, boom. This is a good deal for Fred because now he avoids God knows how much in tax money in Toronto and goes to Houston and likely gets more money anyways. I mean, what were that? What was what was uh what were what were the offers that 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 toronto were going to give them i think 30 a year yeah. was worth yeah so. so i mean not only does he get a a higher annual salary he also gets to keep m- more of it going to houston one thing i do want to add though about kevin porter jr who was starting who was the starting point guard on houston obviously they weren't enamored with his play although he averaged <laughs> 20 points a game in houston which just sounds like it yeah, loose cannon indeed, but he may now be available in a trade because I'm sure he's not happy the fact that he is no longer the starting point guard in Houston. But once again, the Lakers do want to mention here again, the Lakers have signed 
Latest signing is Cam Reddish, much to the uh, amusement and also adulation of everybody in the chat. So many people loved over the past few months Cam Reddish being signed and wanted him to be signed by the Lakers. Well, now you have your wish. Cam Reddish is now a Laker. Rui Hashimura has signed three years, $51 million. Also as well, Torian Prince has signed. Got a good Austin in today. Yes, let's get Austin in today. Gabe Vincent has also signed. So, again, the Lakers still have D'Lo, D'Angelo Russell, still outstanding. They still also have outstanding as well. Uh, you know, you have Austin Reeves. That situation still up pending. And then you also have who knows what uh, Dennis Schroeder is going to do. Most likely he's going to end somewhere else. But, yeah, some interesting things still have to pan out here. And plus the fact is we still need to find – some guys that can help us at the five. So uh, Alice says Cam Reddish isn't good enough to even make the team. <laughs> Alice, uh, again, you know, people see the highlights on Twitter and they just go off of that. They don't understand why he's played for three teams already in such a short career. Uh, you know, it just seems to me that very athletic. He has to be in the right system. And the fact is, if you're going to ask him to shoot from behind the arc, he's going to shoot nothing but blanks because of what he's a, at best a 30 point shooter so far in the league. Hopefully he can develop that with the Lakers. But yeah, I'm not holding my hopes out that Cam Reddish could do a whole lot. But again, this is what most of the chat want has wanted for quite some time. They've been shouting Cam Reddish's name. You got him. Let's hope we can utilize him very well here at the Lakers. So that's what I'm hoping for. Alice says, Fred ain't worth that dough. Yeah, it is an overpay. But again, Houston has to spend that money. They have to get to 90% of the cap by the start of the season. I would have just held on to the money and just made some trades, you know, to get a whole bunch of draft picks back. Because what is Fred going to actually do, Joe, for a team that is still one of the worst in the NBA? Make a lot of money. He'll, He'll help them win two more games. That's about it. Good point. Now, the question I have is, what are the penalties for not having a 90% salary cap filling? I think it does it You're go to the players? Or oh, goes to the league? Goes to the, pay go, the league, go, the difference. The, okay. Really? Does it go? Yeah. So your option is to give it to your players. Usually they spread it out evenly among the team. Or do what Indiana did, which was they gave a big reward to Miles Turner. They raised his salary like $27 million for this. Who structured these deals? But they were way underneath the minimum salary. They had to spend the money some way, so they said, rather than spreading it around the whole team, we're going to give it to Miles to make him happy. Because they're so young of a team. And they got rid of Eric Gordon. So, yeah, that's $43 million per Van Vliet. That's, uh, that's a lot of cash. Wow. A lot of flash. That's now the worst trade i that, that's the worth signing i think oh yeah 43 million for fred fred van fleet 43 i like fred he is a feisty guy he can shoot he's a clutch he player he's not even a 33 not million for 43 million dollars it's not the worst contract in the nba i still say beals is the absolute worst because that's well, yeah four you years. can't trade it <laughs> yeah that's what makes it worse that's why you can't get any that's why you can't get any draft picks back on that trade on that trade Absolutely. I still think that's the worst. Jeremy Grant is also one of our, our lowest rated for when I've been talking to the guys here as well, everyone. Uh, that's not something, you know, I guess for what you're paying and what you're getting there, I think it's really much. Uh, uh, Philadelphia has signed and traded, though. That was from way back when. <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep. Not as of yet. Nothing. No new latest news right now. 
Again, Rui Hashimura is a Laker returning for three years, $51 million. Again, also as well, Cam Reddish signs a two-year deal. Uh, second year of Cam Reddish's free agency deal is a player option, just to let you know on that. Also as well, Torian Prince and Gabe Vincent. Gabe Vincent signs for three years, $33 million. And Torian Prince for one year. For Great, job, Great job, Rob Blinka. Great job. I think, Joe, I don't think it's bad. I don't think it's great, but I think it's good. I'll be positive about it. I think it's okay. What, what do you think about Rob's uh, effort so far signing? I... Eh? It's not done yet. Wait till it's done. Okay. So far, I said so far. Yeah. No, it's it's good so far. And they still got, they still got quite a few options. Yeah, they still have quite options. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, four guys that they can add to the roster. They bring it out to 14 plus the three, you know, uh, two-way guys. Mm-hmm. And I like what they've done so far. If they could really turn – if they could really turn um, – D'Angelo. D'Angelo into a backup point guard somehow and, and, uh, and Walker, I'd be really happy. Well, what, what again on this team? Where would Walker play? I mean, there's. I mean, does the backcourt get? Well, I think he, I think he would, Walker. No, Walker. Walker would. Walker would immediately move in as the backup to Reeves, over Christie yeah. and Hodge. Well, there goes Christie. Yeah, Chafino, I think, is the backup point guard. That's what I said earlier. But Christie, yeah, yeah I moved. Saying? I moved him over to point guard, which then meant Christie is the backup shooting guard. But you just said if you signed Walker, you would put Christie as the third guard yeah. off the bench. I, Walker would Walker would start before Christie. Walker would be a better starter, a better backup point guard, a back, better backup shooting guard than Christie. His development that's yeah. out the window. What a, you know, what a great you bought the dick. I mean, you, you, it's kind of interesting because what you're looking at if you right now is who are the backups for every position. Shafino for point guard, Christie for shooting guard, Vanderbilt for small forward, Achimura, I'm sorry, Reddish for power forward, and Castleton for Davis for center. Reddish is a, Reddish is a small forward. Reddish is I not think a power he's forward. played. You think he's played forward? No, he's he's played guard forward. He's 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 not a power forward. Yeah, that's that's yeah. Cam Reddish is not a power forward. Uh, but I will say though, again, let's see, like, let's see. Let me see where he played. You can always go to basketball uh, reference, and they have a per thirty-six minutes set, so they tell you in that, or they have a play-by-play section that tells you exactly how many. I agree, they Scarlet Blues. Yeah, Reddish is not a power forward. Uh, again, I, I don't know where he paid twenty-seven percent at power forward, seventy-two percent at small forward. Previous year, he paid 90%. So you're right, he's a small forward. Yes, a small forward at best right there. Uh, but the thing is, though, Tom, you spent last year money, millions of dollars to go ahead and buy into the second round into Max Christie. And this is the second year he is going to play next week in the Las Vegas Summer League. You know, if and again, a lot will depend on how he plays. (laughs) You only have one year left right now, technically, on to find out and see if he's going to play for you. And you're already putting him in, have designs on just having him be like the third or fourth guard off the bench. Yeah, I know, but the other side of it is you want to win. 
I mean, if they had a way of getting I'm, I'm Gordon, not to if they had a way to get you. Gordon in there instead of Christie, they would love to do it. <laughs> Again, Mississippi Dog, everybody, so many people in the chat have asked for Cam Reddish. You got him. We want him. You got him. I'm not as high on Cam Reddish because he cannot hit the three. He is, though, with if the keep the pace, if it's there's still a top five team in pace, he could thrive in that environment. But he he just has to go ahead and be out, uh, you know, running the floor. That's what he's best at. He's very athletic. I give you that. But if you go back, if the Lakers become more of a half court team, that's not the way he he's built. He's not built for playing well in the half court setting. But Joe, let me ask you this once again. We touched on it earlier. Joe, Laker Tom and I touched on it just now. But you know, Max Christie again. You know, it, it, Tom's about winning now and obviously winning now. But you made an investment in Max Christie. Could it all just go for naught really quickly? I don't think so. Well, if you don't play him, how do you know how effective he's going to be? Uh, I don't know. They'll you, find out in camp. They'll find out yeah, in camp where he's. Yeah, sits. this is this is these are questions that we're not. How do you answer this if you haven't seen anything? I mean, I happen to think that Hodge could threaten Hodge could threaten to be the backup shooting uh, guard very easily. Yeah, we, we first of all we have to let this thing play out. We we don't even know if if, if D'Angelo's coming back yet. We have to wait. Austin, I believe, is coming back. They got to match everything he has now. The question is, we're starting to get our roster starting to get full here, and we only have one legitimate center, which is right. AD, who doesn't shouldn't be playing center. So what what are they going to do there? Are they going to get? I don't know what the hell they're going to get to to cover that. So that's that's well, they got to go out and they got to get a Collie Stein or somebody like that. You know? Yeah, that's I'm waiting. I'm waiting on it. Well, Stein wasn't even in the league, Tom, last year. That's how bad his career is. Well, gone. Nerlens Noel, Nerlens Noel, one of those guys. Oh, you really, you really are setting, you really are setting Joe's uh, uh, heart. Uh, <laughs> you really want him to go to the hospital, I think. So, Adam, yes, we did sign Cam Reddish. Uh, yes, Willie Colley Noel. Uh, we did sign Cam Reddish to a two-year deal. Uh, second year is a player option, just to let you know. Uh, Plumley is still out there also as well. Again, Christian Wood, you never know. There's, Yay, the market seemed to have soured on him so far. So uh, thank you so much, LA Lake Show. Truly appreciate you going ahead and subscribing right here at the Lakers Fast Break. Truly appreciate it. Blue Magic said, how upset is Joe over the Fred Van Vliet deal? Uh, he's off screen now, but he was not happy, Blue, <laughs> at the signing. It is an overpay. It's probably the... I don't know. Would you say Laker Tom? It's the biggest overpay of the so far. I, I no, I definitely think grand. it is. Okay, forty-five million. I was thinking. I was thinking. Fred made twenty-two million last year, and he had an off year. Mm -hmm. So this is strictly a case of when you're the Rockets and you got nobody who's making anything other than the minimum rookie contracts, and you got to spend ninety percent of your salary cap before the start of the season. Great, let's let's bring in let's bring in a guy who's going to be a terrific mentor for some of our young players, and we'll blow some money on him. And uh, Fred Van Fleet basically said, "Give me the money. I don't care about winning." That's well, what you got. Well, that's what you got uh, right now. Again, the Lakers have signed. There are now thirteen players right now that are signed. Counting counting the three, counting the three uh, yeah. two-way players. Uh, 
Yes. So we've got that right now. I think there's still a couple more slots. So there's 10, they're at 10 regular players, although some of the three-way, two-way players could get converted. That's true. Uh, LA Lake Show says, I think they maybe get McGee or they re-sign Obama, and I think Castleton might get some play. Uh, Laker Tom is really high on him. I know uh, he was also thought of as well by Stone Hansen of Upside Swings NBA Draft Podcast, who was here earlier, uh, who thought of him in the uh, the top uh, second round choice as far as he that's where he was projected to be, according to Stone Hansen. So looks like we made out on deal. We'll actually get a better look at him. I will uh, hopefully next week here at Lakers Summer League here and We'll yeah, you never answered my question, Gerald. What what do you think would be if I came up for a weekend? What was the best weekend to come to see the games? Which games do you? Well, if see? if you came up to see the games and you want to see the big time, the big name rookies, you got to come towards the front end of summer. Okay, League. so the first weekend. Yeah, yeah, because again, the first weekend is the better of the ones. That's when the, all the draft picks outside it. You know, if they get hangnail, they sit them out for the rest of the entire. So, how night. many of us can you put up at your house now? Uh, not too many, not too many, but, uh, uh, give me an advanced word. Maybe I can, uh, find a, a hotel room for you guys at a cheap rate, but we'll see. But well, yeah, Magic... no, see if you can find one for me. Okay. I'll see what I can find for you. Joe, you, you want to interject? Go ahead. I'm sorry. You were on mute. I was. Yes. No, I was just making a joke about your hotel connection. Well, I have hotel connection, but it's not great, but it's just something. So well, what is it? The golden nugget? No, it's downtown. Yeah, it's, yeah. So there you go. It's not the gold nugget. So we'll just say that. But again, it is the Lakers fast break. I don't want to go ahead and see, you know, everybody's going to ask, hey, can you give me a hotel room, hotel room? No, no. <laughs> my my brother-in-law will absolutely kill me and run me over to this car. But it is the Lakers fast break.com. Go there, put in your request. Well, no, we don't have that live as yet. Go to Lakerholics.com right there for you. Under Laker Tom. There you go. His article's right there. Adam Hurley says Castleton would have probably went in the draft. The Lakers didn't tell him something good. Uh, well, again, he was projected to be a second round choice uh, by Stone Hansen. So again, someone that you will see next week, get a better look at. So um, hopefully we'll be able to provide a lot of what we need down the line. Obviously right away, you know, all these coaches don't want to play rookies right away unless they're big name rookies. So, We'll see if he can go ahead and crack the rotation at some point in time, like Austin Reeves did, where you see a hint of progression there. But Max Christie, again, the reason why I stress on that is the fact we signed him to a two-year contract only, so we really don't have as much time to evaluate him as you would normally do for a young player like that. And to commit to another contract to him without actually seeing him for an extended period of time on the court you know, we don't know that yet because, you know, injuries may happen. He may get a bigger chance, so we'll see. But I'm just concerned Yay, of the fact that, a that subscriber. And thank you, mister, for subscribing. Truly appreciate it. But, Joe, I want to ask you this. When it comes to what the Lakers can still do with those two spots, uh, again, uh, Reddish's deal for the veterans minimum, that's a great sign for the Lakers as far as being that cheap. I guess for, for that much, absolutely. I can't say that that's a bad deal as far as, the veterans minimum if he doesn't pan out again it's his option to leave after the second season want to ask you though but the lakers still need some size to bring in with whatever little they have left it's going to have to be it's going to have to be veteran minimum contracts and hope that some of their free agent pickups can hold up hold up their end, their hold up their end 
but I, I don't I don't know. I don't know where they're going to go there. I don't, it doesn't seem like they're too concerned on the big side. And a lot of it also is the fact that they're not going to be able to get any names that matter anyways, unless there's a trade in, in, in the works for, for D'Angelo Russell, which I wouldn't be surprised at this point. Uh, you're looking at Toronto now. They don't have a point guard. Toronto has zero point guards. So what happens there? What are they going to do? Um, so just... I guess be patient right now. I know it's hard. We've been here for about, what, four hours. Uh, we need to be patient and see how things develop. And then uh, I would I would, uh, I would, would just – I would try to see what you can get for D'Angelo. Yep. I, I really would. I don't think you need him at this point. You don't want him at this point in time, frankly. But you do need a you do need a backup point guard. But you have to wait. You have to wait in the center. That would be pretty nice. You have to wait for the market to say, D'Angelo, we don't value enough. Uh, we don't value enough to pay you what you want, and then the Lakers will be will be sitting there waiting for D'Angelo's agent to come back and say, all right, guys. How about 18 million? I suspect that they're actually trying to see who might be interested in taking D'Angelo on that 2020 contract. Right. That's not a bad deal. A one-year deal, you get an expiring contract for him at the end of the year. You get to test him. You're not one year. If the Lakers can get someone of relevance for that, that could be that could be the, the game changer for them. Well, there's a couple of guys like Boucher on on the Raptors that would be a great fit for the Lakers because he's a small ball center, basically. Mm-hmm. He can shoot the ball. He, he can block shots. Um, there's a lot of guys that we like on the Raptors, you know. But the Raptors are basically sort of pulling in Indiana, you know. They are. They are. And uh, I think the Raptors tried to keep Fred, but I don't think they wanted to pay him 40 <laughs> 42 million. Well, I, didn't they offer him something like four years? This is not, yeah, this is not their fault. Four years, 140 or something like that. Yeah, this is not their fault, guys. They tried to. 45 million a year. I, I, that, that's a pretty good offer for Fred Van Fleet. I would say the mistake they made was the mistake they made was not trading with the deadline. Well, what's scary is these teams are the teams like Oklahoma City and like Houston and like Detroit that have so many draft picks and so many guys on rookie contracts. That you can dump contracts on them if you give them the right pieces and so forth. It's just uh, there's a lot of power to building a team that way, you know. Um, I'm just I'm just enthralled with what kind of team the Thunder are going to end up because they have so many good players right now and so many draft picks that they that they've got moving forward. Well, definitely something to go ahead and ponder. Still, the Lakers still have a couple more slots left that they have to fill and. Obviously, you have to start looking at some size, uh, you know, rebounding, uh, rim protection. I think that needs to be something that, you know, at this point in time, I don't think the Lakers can do anything about getting a starting five. I think it's uh, we're stuck with, again, with AD at the five, which, again, for his health, his long term over the course of the season, it's not the greatest option for him. I understand he plays five during the crunch time minutes, but, you know, him playing the bulk of his minutes at the five, you, we've seen this. That's the, that's the trade that that's the one reason to keep D'Lo is to be able to make that trade for a center at the. Yes, that's what I'm hoping. Difference. 
That's what I'm hoping. Because again, that just you know, it it makes me more nervous with AD's fragility, for lack of a better term. And and it just seems to be a more fitting position for him to be at the four. Even at this, you know, I know he's gained weight. I know he's gained some strength. I know he's Yeah, you, you, you almost hope he would lose weight and go back and get to be quicker and faster. Probably be better for us. Yeah, thanks so much, franchise, for subscribing. Truly appreciate it. Everyone else who's subscribed to the Lakers fast break, truly appreciate it. Joe, you wanted to go ahead and share some thoughts on that. I mean, again, I, you were the first one on the train, on board with let's get AD back to the four. You know, it's something that I think that is imperative for the long-term beneficial health of AD and also the long-term beneficial health of the Los Angeles Lakers. You're putting him in the right position to succeed. No matter how much you say, I want to believe that AD is a center because of whatever. It doesn't matter. His best position is the four. He's the most effective at the four. There's a reason why the Lakers won the championship in 2020 is because you had two starting centers. Now, obviously, when I say two starting centers, is two two players that could have been starters, but we went with JaVale McGee most of the year who did their job, played their position in a way where AD did not tax himself. Now, I know there was a gap and a, a break in between the uh, March and when they uh, reconvened in, in, in Orlando, but the Lakers were hitting their stride in March before COVID stopped everything. And I, I didn't see any reason why Le, uh, AD would have stopped doing what he did. I just didn't, you know, I mean, look at what happened this year. He, he played injured and, he was fairly valuable, just that you ran into a team that just had more talent and was able to execute even more. But you need to put him in the best position possible to finally get him into an MVP level on offense and a Defensive Player of the Year award on defense. You had that in 2020. You need to do that again. He's still young enough to be there. You need to do that again in 23-24, and that is your catalyst to winning it all. Preserving LeBron getting AD in the best spot. And right now you're building enough depth here so far to create that. They just need to get one big that can, that can, that could supplant him when we need it. Everyone out there. It's the Lakers fast break. Truly appreciate you being part of what we're doing. Joe Laker. Tom is going to be heading on out here in a sec. And I know I can't have to leave before the end of the hour. Your thoughts on what we need to do. I can come back later on tonight. We can do a late night special or a late night wrap up. Tell me what you want to do going forward, my friend. Let me know what's going on so we can let our listeners, watchers, and viewers know for today. Joe? What was that? Again, I said all that. You just moved right on by. <laughs> Laker Tom is fixing to leave. the ho- He's leaving the Home Depot. All the saws and all the sounds, whatnot, but he has to go. I'm going to be gone before the end of the hour. Your thoughts, do we do we go ahead, you want to stay on, or do we just go ahead and maybe come back with a, a late-night wrap-up show to go I ahead? Think, I think we should do a late-night late night wrapping show, uh, give some, some, of the, the, some of the folks a break here. I know that they're coming in and out, and the big crowds are coming in, uh, but I think we all need to re, recharge here and then get back in and have some. Yeah, when the next big news goes, send out a when notice. The, yeah, it is nice because we did get the Fred Van Fleet. That's the first max contract that's come out. The only, the, really, any other big contract that's going to come is likely going to be either some kind of a Brooke Lopez or maybe a, an offer sheet to Austin Reeves. But that that's probably not as big as 
Fred Van Fleet, which doesn't say much, guys. There wasn't really any big big names in this in this uh, this free agents free agent period. It's just very good players that were that were available. Yeah, last thing before we go, Gabe Vincent has been very polarizing as far as the name out there, Joe. Your thoughts: three years, thirty three million. Laker Tom, three years, thirty three million. Are you guys uh, concerned at all because there's so much uh, polarity on the signing of Gabe Vincent? Not, not, not on my end. I, I think it's, it's probably a signing of hoping that he's going to improve. If he stays the way he is now, it's a bad signing because he did not play well against Denver. I believe he might have only played, from what I heard, maybe one good game in the finals. The rest were duds. So. Maybe, maybe, hey, it's the first time you've been in the finals. The fact that he came from where he came from, you know, how much can you hold him for that? He's, he's a, he's a, I mean, he's sort of burned out too, the way that the Lakers were by the time they got there. He's a non drafted, yeah, he's a non drafted player. And I, and I believe that the, 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 the Miami Heat played above their heads, uh, a little in in the East. And then they kind of sort of came down to earth when they relinquished the 3 0 lead to a 3 3 lead. I'm sorry, a 3 3 uh, series, uh, tie. And then I think that just took them out. I think had they swept Boston, I think they might have had a better chance to compete against Denver. But they're just they were they were good for where they were, and it just reemphasized that the East is not really good, Yay! guys. It's still the Best least in conference, and the the reason why they've they've only had really one dominant finals run since 1998, and that's in 2012. That's it. Every championship that the East has won has been some fluky thing. That's it. It's never been like a team that went from the beginning to the end, dominant, went into the finals, won it, and and, and be done with it. It's always some circumstance, like Detroit in 04, or you could maybe even argue that the Celtics in 08 were, were, were maybe the last dominant team that won uh, in, um, in, in, in the East. But then even those guys had to go seven in the first round, and they had to go seven against Cleveland, with a LeBron and the Mary minimum team. So it's just the East is trash. I'm sorry, guys. It's trash. I don't care how good Miami or the Celtics play over there, win a damn finals and beat a team. Uh, try to run it, run, run everything, run everything from beginning in. But we're, I don't think we're going to see that in the East. Well, my friends out there, I truly appreciate being part of our largest show ever. It's truly appreciated. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. Again, we will be on later tonight. I'm thinking 10 p.m. Is that okay with you, Joe? 10 p.m. Pacific for a wrap-up on today's free agency. And then, Tom uh, and Joe, I can also alert you guys on a possible Lakers weekend show or shows, depending on what's going on with the Lakers and free agencies for this weekend as well. Does that sound fair, guys, out there? No. Yeah, I need to check with Jamie to find out what time we're going to do the show tomorrow. Okay, let yeah, let me know on that because he is in Phoenix, so I wonder if he's still able to go ahead and do so. He has not alerted me to that yet. But if we'll not, why sure don't we, we set something up for noon? Okay, if not, we, we will set up something for noon. If it's not, and then send, it, send me the link at 10, and I'll see if I can join you too. Okay, sounds good indeed. But yes, once again, we will be on at 10 p.m. Laker Tom. Lakerholics.com. Go ahead and check them out. It's the number one Lakers blogger that's out there. Lakerholics.com. Joe, go ahead. Number one. Yes, absolutely. No number one. No doubt about it. Number one Lakers blogger. It's actually statistically he is the number one Lakers blogger that's out there, and also in our hearts as well. It is Laker Tom along with Jamie Sweet at Lakerholics.com. Joe Soro. 
is probably the number one commenter at lakersball.com go ahead and check him out today commenting crazy as always at lakersball.com plus he has a company if you live in the southern california area go ahead and check out if you need your lawn transformed into something much more magical than it is today he's wearing it on his shirt it's simblades simblades with a y.com well we we've we've gotten 42 new subscribers since two o'clock and i want to thank you tell everyone welcome Welcome, welcome to the next big thing in the Laker world, folks. This is going to be the number one Laker podcast on the planet one day, and you're going to be telling your kids, your cousins, your aunts, your grandfathers, your grandmothers uh, that you were there at the beginning, and you're going to be a part of this now. And when you said that, 50 people left. (laughs) (laughs) I digress. All right, but it is the Lakers fast break. It is Joe Soro, Gerald Glassford, and Laker Tom, Stone Hansen, Laker Nick. Thank you so much to those guys for taking the time out of our day to helping us out. And again, the biggest thank you goes to you out there, the viewers, the listeners, everybody that's been a part of our broadcast. Alice, tremendous, Scarlet and Blue, Blue Magic, the time alone, all the new and old recurring viewers that we've had, you are part of the best lakers chat room that's out there that is the lakers fast break and it's all because of you why we do this thanks so much truly appreciate it again we'll be on tonight for a wrap-up of the lakers day in free agency and then also we are planning shows this weekend as well so look out for that on lakers weekend ox 1947 joe sora said he would rather eat a steak at applebee's than sign white oh my gosh here we go. The, the pickings are slim, Joe. The pickings are slim. Sorry. You, you go with someone that at least you know can be normal. Okay. They might not be as good as you wish they were, but we don't want any distractions. We don't want any guys. I can go into that scenario. I got to go to the party, guys. It'll All right. He's leaving Home Depot and he's going to the party. Thanks so much, everybody, for joining us. We'll be on tonight at 10 p.m. Pacific right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.